Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Buster, my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, cold, miserable, uh, and just basically cold evening. And welcome to Gatecast episode 109, the season 5 finale. I should have given Mike enough time to gather his thoughts, Mike. Good evening, everybody. Yeah, as Alan says, it's a bit nippy today. I'd say more bitey. No, nippy works. But if bite is your thing, it's fine by me. Only between consenting adults, Mike. <laughs> more Stargate ebooks available from Amazon. I've been looking at cheap tablets. Oh, yeah. I came across Archer. Archer. It's listed on Play. As an e-reader, color. It's 150 euro. Knowing plays ridiculously rip-off currency conversion rates, even though sterling is currently trading at in the vicinity of 90 cents. You might appreciate this little joke. Irish Discworld Convention put up a thing saying, you can get a QR scanner. You know what a QR scanner is? Yeah. Okay, you can get a QR scanner from the App Store, because apparently they're going to have QR barcodes scattered around the con. Yeah, they did that at Comic-Con, didn't they? And IGW Con is maybe 350 people. Comic-Con is 150,000. <laughs> well, it's just scale, that's all. The <laughs> principle's the same. A scale of 2,500 by a factor of, but yes. But I said, yeah, App Store, I'm a happy droid user. I don't need an App Store. And Nick responds with, ah, but was it the droid you were looking for? Ooh, clever. <laughs> but still awful. And probably not the first time that joke's been used. Probably not. I said to him, coat, door, off you go. And now for the millionth time, you can't bring that lightsaber in here. (laughs) And his response was, I love coat, door, especially the chocolate. Oh, yeah. At which point, I'm giving up in the favour of superior punnage. (laughs) Adrian, I'll be impressed. Somebody who can out-pun me. Hi, this is Kevin Batchelder. And this is the Saturday B-Movie Reel. Do something! Shoot it! Shoot it! (laughs) (laughs) That's about describes it, yeah. All right, everybody stay here. We look specifically at the Sci-Fi Channel's original movies. You know the ones. The ones that air on Saturday night. Known throughout the ages as an instant classic. (laughs) We need a bigger gator! Uh, Limb cutting and blood squirting from... (laughs) Flying limbs, I called it in my notes. (laughs) What could go wrong? We look on a regular basis at the movies as they come out, and since they've been over 200 of them, we do go back and look at many of them that are now out on DVD. By this point, I had completely forgotten any semblance of seeing if this actually makes any sense from a plot point of view. So come on by, get involved, and have some fun. Check us out at SaturdayBMovieReel.com. Our future depends on it. Make it safe. You finished Snuff, I trust. Yes, I tweeted as such. Hmm. The advantage of me listening to it the way I'm listening to it is it'll be at least another three and a half weeks before I finish the damn thing. (laughs) There is that, yes. (laughs) I can eke it out. And I left the evil book downstairs last night. And like I said, two or more books on the go. I won't be able to follow them. I'd have to put one down. Usually four, sometimes five. Oh, by the way, do you know the scale by which spiciness is measured? A couple of the lads at work are seriously into peppers and chilies, and I've heard them talking about it. It's something like ridiculously high number for the hottest chilli. Let's say 
uh, typically hot curry that would make you sweat but not quite have you calling for milk or orange juice would be, say, 2,000. Yeah. Peter Morwood carries a little thing attached to his belt clip with like 5,000, 10,000, and 20,000. <laughs> I had a very fun night finishing three quarters of a bottle of uh, single malt whiskey with Peter Morwood at the last Irish con. I got no sleep and I was supposed to drive home the following day. I knew the figure could be high, something like 15 million. <laughs> Peter tends to carry like 8 and 10 million on him at all times. <laughs> He's a nice guy. I mean, after I interacted with him at the first con I went to, which is 2006, I collected my luggage and I was wondering to my dad. And he comes up and claps me on the shoulder and said, don't trust this man, my dad. <laughs> now, my dad is very obviously my dad. Think me older, thinner and with grey hair. Yeah. My dad is the image of me. There's absolutely no doubt it's at least to the male half of my parentage. I've read his Trek books, but none of his other works. I must try and... I've never read anything. I must dig out some of Diane's stuff, because I think she writes fantasy. Oh, yeah. I think she's the best author of Star Trek books I've ever read. I haven't read any of her Wizard series. I think that's for young adults. Bought the last book, Omnitopian Dawn. That was pretty good. I think I'm going to try and someone new. And I'm wondering, is the first Dragon Riders book long enough for me to warrant wasting a credit on it? <laughs> is that it? You're judging it by length now. Never mind the quality, feel the width. <laughs> <laughs> True, so many things in life. <laughs> okay, I'll try to be a little smart with the tweet. That'd be a... uh, it is. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Thanks. My non salt atheist reference. Oh, I started watching Brotherhood. Oh, yeah, from the start? Yeah, this is me. From the start. Well, come on, you, you started House from episode two. I started House season seven, eight from episode two. Well, that counts. No, it does not. <laughs> it's not like I went into House in season three and picked it up from there. <laughs> but I didn't realise it's Masaki from Chicago Code, main star. Oh, yeah, the nice politician brother, although nice is... Nice. <laughs> episode, nice is stretching things a bit. Yeah, I'm going to say, he's not exactly nice. His, him or his brother is the worst one. His brother's just more open about it. You know what his brother reminds me of? And I don't know if it's the same actor. Maybe it is the same actor. He reminds me of one of the Toron hit squads from Caprica. I didn't get past the third episode, so... Huh. He's in Harry Potter, isn't he? I don't know. Malfoy's dad. Shall we, uh... So I got a phone call as well. Were you laughing at my ringtone? I wasn't laughing. Were you amused by my ringtone? Amused, yes. You recognise the tune. You get the speculation of how the music fits in with the character of the person that's calling. Anyhow, and due to me blathering on and screwing about with certain jungle-based sales places, we're up against it all a little, so shall we go straight in? Yep, everything's set to go. River 3, Everdo, Everhain, Couple. <laughs> Which means horse, by the way. Oh, OK. Previously on Stargate SG-1. Ooh, big shiny ship. Yes, Mike Happy. You get a little bit of recap, the face-off between... Uh, yes, but not enough cleavage. Or no offence to uh, Anna Louise, but cleavage isn't her thing. I miss Freya. Freya had cleavage. Worse than that, he's dead, Jack. It's a lethal dose, sir. I'm going to miss you guys. Just in case you forgot he was dead. You know, I know it we're all weak, but... <laughs> you too. And here we have... da da Standard pyramid shippy thing. And at last. So rare we see the Asgard these days. Yes. Well, they're too busy. Oh, quite a few. Nicely done. Yes, that's a nice... You thought that was an outside shot. 
I thought it was an inside shot. Clever. They're really getting good with this uh, green screen now. Yes. The ship is Asgard. We are being hailed. Ooh, stretching arch. I am Thor, Supreme Commander of the Asgard fleet. Your presence here is a violation of the Protected Planets Treaty, and you must withdraw immediately. I don't think so. Yes, he does look a little sort of, uh, he's not really designed, he should, he should be in 4 or 3 format rather than 16. Right? <laughs> you will be destroyed. I'm the great god Osiris, and gods cannot be destroyed. You should know that. Very well. Enemy ship is powering weapons. And I have to say, Eloise really does. You're right, there isn't really any good, is there? But she, she does. <laughs> She does really enjoy... I haven't seen anyone other than Bao enjoy the whole scenery-chewing aspect of Ghoul so much. She's embraced her system lordness. Yes. The ship remains undamaged. Our days of bowing to the Asgard are finally over. Nice. Oh, dear. Of course, they do the shaky cam and the... Yes. Lean to the left, lean to the right, as good as Star Trek does. If I mentioned this on the podcast, what actually happened on one of the movies? Yes, you have. Yeah, okay. I won't do so, yeah. <laughs> Quite short. Well, that was two minutes. That didn't feel like two minutes. It was. And like I say, for the first time in the uh, Gwald and Asgard relationship, the uh, Gwald didn't get blown up. Mm. I'd be worrying if I was an Asgard. Anyway, do your thing. Okay then, Revelations. First heard, May 17th, 2002. Written by Joseph and Paul. Directed by Martin Wood. And shares its name with no end of TV pro. No, I'd imagine not. Episodes of Buffy, Criminal Minds, X-Files, Babylon 5, Without a Trace, Sliders, Hercules. It is, as the tweet says, must be its biblical reference. Mm -hmm. Seems to resonate with some writers and showrunners. I'm surprised Millennium didn't pop them in there. They probably did, but I only got so far down the IMDb page. (laughs) You can search for total matching? Yeah. I'm going to steal this flagrantly, by the way, for the (laughs) Who cast. And we're back in. Revelations. This must be Daniel's... Oh, yeah, his picture of Sharae. Mm. His extensive library. A rather, he did tidy up before he died, did he? A rather sad... Uh, he's not dead. This could... This, uh, this kind of... Well, did I, well, he became a glowing light thing and fecked off. It, it does sort of impact somewhat the grieving process. It makes it a bit more complicated. One of the running themes through this episode is, and especially from Sam, is how do you cope knowing that somebody, they've gone, but are they dead? Mm. Do you treat them as dead? Mm. He's even left his phone. Mm. I don't know. Mm, leather. Or could it be human skin? You never know, Daniel. Yes. Major. Sir. I just wanted to inform you that Colonel O'Neill has requested that SG-1 remain on active duty while we try to find a replacement for Dr. Jackson. So what are we supposed to do? Keep working like nothing happened? I understand how you feel. Yeah, Jack's got the right idea. Get straight back into work. I don't even understand how I feel. We didn't even have a memorial service. We're not even really sure that he's dead. And that's the problem. What are we supposed to do, sir? Wait and and hope that he comes back, or or just move on. Yeah, it's quite. He said, closing the tab with Hotmail, so we could actually focus on the episode. <laughs> when I was in Vietnam, I saw my best friend shot down. Yeah, we have personal Hammond history. I know I survived. I saw a shoot open, radio disposition, but I never found out what happened to him. 
His body was never recovered. The Vietnamese never admitted they took him prisoner. And I was in Vietnam three or four years ago on vacation. <laughs> I was in Nam, man. It's an old joke, and it works. The Irish Tourist Board are using it, like the Giant's Causeway, discovered yesterday by Blah from Kansas. <laughs> Strangely enough, when they first filmed this scene, both these actors really put on the waterworks and Martin Wood, the director, actually had to pull them back a bit because we haven't seen these characters act like this, especially General Hammond. He felt it looked fake. So this is the lighter tape. Mm. Oh, dear. We've only got the red flashing light. Stop putting money in the meter, didn't we? Yes. You've got to be a certain age to appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no rush about it, is there, really? The general walks away and Sam just still dawdling. Pull it together, woman. He's gone. Well, I'm not sure. He's gone somewhere. Yeah, so because it makes absolute military sense for Hammond to walk into the gate room. Well, he was called to the gate room, so I imagine yeah. it's safe. Prayer. Major Carter, General Hammond. I apologize for our absence of late, but our war with the replicators has reached a critical stage. It's all in, you think? Well, he's on a ramp. Yes, we received your message. If, as you say, this android was responsible for creating the first generation of replicators, it may well prove invaluable. However, that is not the only reason I have come. And fully CGI. There has been an incident with the Goa'uld. An incident? Commander Thor has been killed. That's not good. That's not good at all. Killed? How? The Goa'uld attacked a planet under our protection, and Commander Thor was dispatched with the only ship available. We expected the Goa'uld to retreat once we made our presence felt, but they did not. The Asgard ship was destroyed in the ensuing battle. I mean, the last time we had him on the ramp, it were a mixture of puppets and CGI shots. He looked kind of purplish, rather than greyish. Oh, probably of... Well, they're not all of a one, are they? Mm. Or it could be the lights in the gate room. We can no longer be confident of victory when dealing with superior numbers. So, in other words, the protected planets are no longer protected? Including Earth. Our ability to enforce the treaty in this galaxy will depend greatly on the outcome of our battle with the replicators. Yes. Yeah, Jack's kind of going, yeah, well, hang on. I feel sorry for Christopher sometimes. You know, he's used pretty much as exposition and to fill in the audience who haven't been keeping up. For the dumber members of Surely you thought by season five, most of the people left watching are actually reasonably intelligent? Yeah. Goes reasonably intelligent and Ohio. Yeah, bang. <laughs> Not relevant unless they threw in the fact that this was recorded on the 20th of October. <laughs> That's a bit worrying from the Asgard. When they say the war's in the critical stage and we ain't got any ships available. We'll do it. Jack's handling any grief he suffers by jumping in feet first. Get busy. Mm. It's what we do, isn't it? The research being conducted on this planet is vital to the future of the Asgard. We would be forever in your debt. Yes, remember that, mate. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. Smile. Sam's not happy. She doesn't want to go. Who's that? Is that Martin? No, that's not Martin. Is that anyone? Did the commentary mention them? They're on screen for quite a long time. Are they competition winners or something? Everybody in the show has a story behind it. Mm. That's usually the case. We're talking about Daniel. What do you want me to do? He's gone. We've got work to do. And nobody's in the cast list for those two roles. I can't actually. They've got some mileage out of that little cargo ship, haven't they? Considering they crashed it and then rebuilt it. Yeah. But I don't know if it was this, because it's strikes me something RDA would say, you know, fine body of men, and I think RDA's response was, you know, soon to become fine bodies of men. <laughs> it just strikes me as something Jack would say, but I'm not sure it was Jack that actually said it. What a long, sort of lingering, thoughtful looks on the cast, isn't it? Oh, yes. You're very brown. 
I mean, this episode was actually filmed before Meridian. <coughs> but they actually seen the script. They know what happens. Yeah, Jack pretty much is little morning bit was about 15 seconds of assembling his weapon and then a far off look mm. and a little cough and that was it for Jack pretty much got a never seen that much detail in the front of the cargo ship before no it's not very good is it are you not alright Major Carter where's that light coming from <laughs> seriously you continue to mourn the loss of Daniel Jackson obviously there must be some light yeah I do tell me I'm not the only one I will perform the proper rituals when the opportunity presents itself. Until that time, this mission must take priority. Please, Tilk, don't give me that way of the warrior crap. I get enough of that from Colonel O'Neill. Daniel Jackson has ascended to a higher plane of existence. Many Jaffa have dedicated their lives to achieving such a goal. So I'm supposed to celebrate? Oh dear, sounds upset. Sam is uh, on the brink of breaking down again. Mm-hmm. Tilk is looking a bit misty-eyed. We were a team. Tilk. No one can even begin to understand what we went through together. What we mean to each other. So maybe Daniel has achieved something of great cosmic significance. I don't know. And to be honest with you, right now, I don't really care. I'd rather have him back. That's right. And in many ways, Daniel probably a closer friend than Jack is. Hmm. Both friends, but slightly different reasons. He probably... I suppose there's always going to be a certain distance because Jack is their superior officer. Yeah. Whereas Daniel, there's no sort of military hierarchy to interrupt the friendship. Plus, the marriage has a bit more in common. Even though Jack was married, mm-hmm. throughout this time, Tilk's known him. He's been a bachelor. Mm-hmm. The odds of them spotting us are pretty slim. How slim? Hardly worth mentioning, sir. And yet, you did mention it. Yeah, I'm beginning to wish I hadn't. Well done, Jack. He's back. Sam, a bit sharp there, wasn't she? (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least they're not shooting at us. That's good. We are approaching the upper atmosphere. Yeah, that's a flaw in the cloaking system, really. What, you can't cloak in hyperspace? (laughs) Yeah, when you come out of hyperspace, if the enemy's actually got their eyes open, automated sensors, they shouldn't really miss them, should they? Well, you see, the girls don't bother with automated sensors. What the hell? Yes, Jack. Hold on there. You know, we should really consider putting another chair back here. Not the sort of thing you want to know before you enter the atmosphere. If you think about it, it'd be much safer. (laughs) (laughs) Another chair. (laughs) A couch, anything. And even after the crashing here, they still haven't got seatbelts in. I know they've been busy, but still. We have arrived at the coordinates given to us by Freya. I have a question about what's about to happen. Yeah, they can't exactly see a lot, can they? No, which, of course, saves a huge amount of CG work. <laughs> it does, doesn't <laughs> it? Let's throw in a couple of lights to really explain what we didn't bother to do in atmosphere. <laughs> so are they parked? Have they landed? Yeah, they've landed above... Well, at least they don't know it's above at the moment. Huh? Yeah. How are we to locate the Asgard facility? That was easy. They do now, of course. <laughs> yes, that yes, was. React. <laughs> <laughs> is this Loki? No, this isn't Loki. Hmm. Nice, futuristic, but open plan. Ah. Yeah, that walk just doesn't look great. Compared to what they've been able to do in previously, it's a whole uh, leap ahead. It's a lot smaller than the prayer. I am Heimdall. I assume you were sent by the Asgard High Council. 
Not exactly. Freya was on a ramp, remember that? Mm. Colonel Jack O'Neill, Major Carter, and Teal'c. This was all done with motion capture. Actually, Terrell Rothery plays Heimdall, literally the voice and the person. So imagine Terrell in black bodysuit with little glowy bulbs all over her body. Oh dear. You know, that sounds like... Did the commentary say who voiced that Asgard? Yeah, I just said Terrell did it. Oh. Voice and body. What do you mean, and body? Well, it's motion capture, so oh. she was wearing one of the black suits with the, all the uh, computerised marks on it. Explains why the Asgard is so short. They didn't need to bother, you know, that's Terrell's actual <laughs> height. <laughs> yeah, in the commentary, that's actually Joe. In reality, she's only three foot tall. <laughs> yeah, she, she wears heels. Yeah, unfortunately, when she was doing this, so the actors have something to work with, their eye line is pretty much a breast. <laughs> First, we must rescue Thor. I thought Thor was dead. He is not. However, his life is in grave danger. He is a prisoner of the Goa'uld. Uh, there's Thor. He remains a puppet. Yes. They were a little bit worried about his feet. Obviously, they don't quite look animated in the same way that the rest of him does. He remains a puppet of Osiris. Come on, you really think I wasn't going to go there? <laughs> Commander Thor, I apologise for the accommodations, but we weren't expecting company. You have committed an act of war against the Asgard. The response will be swift and decisive. As swift and decisive as your attempt to defend this planet. Oh, like this. He even chained to some sort of bench, you know, Thor's not backing down. Heimdall looks a younger Asgard, mm. a newer body. How do you know Thor is still alive? I am able to scan the interior of the Goa'uld mothership. Now that's a nice effect. Yes. Wow. I've located Thor's biosignature here. Zoom. Why don't you just beam him out? Although my sensors can penetrate the gold shields, my transportation device cannot. Can you detect gold life signs as well? I can. One thing they said in the commentary, for all the money Heimdall costs to actually produce, so many times he's in the background, and even Rob questioned the value of the work they were doing. Mm-hmm. In all probability, Thor is being tortured for information pertaining to Asgard technology. Well, that kind of knowledge, the gold could easily come through our Stargate whenever they wanted. There wouldn't be anything we could do about it. Weren't they wearing anything on the mission patch? That the Velcro things from the mission patch, isn't it? Yeah, it is Velcro. Normally, even when they go off base, they take the SGC patch off. Hmm. I don't know, perhaps they're just in a hurry, I don't know. <laughs> we'll have learned all your secrets. I will never surrender my knowledge to you. Not to me, no. Anubis himself has taken an interest in this matter. No, oh dear. Yes. She's got she's got the hand device on. On the left hand, I note. Yes, she can be very persuasive. Yes. I know I wouldn't last long. I have ways of making you talk, even though I don't have anything to speak of. You're going to edit that, aren't you? Yes, I will. That's, uh... <laughs> that door didn't close properly. Well, not only the, the door, but when Thor's mouth opened, it was the batteries running out in the remote control. <laughs> and you could actually hear the voice operator go, ah... Oh. <laughs> And it worked. It just fitted so well. Hello. Hi, honey. I'm home. Move your toes if you can hear me, Thor. <laughs> I know, that's just cruel. <laughs> he's, he's dead. He's dead. Can you feel your fingers and toes? <laughs> Thor, buddy. I believe that's what the doll is actually called. Thor, buddy. Yeah, probably. Thor, buddy. I so Richard Dean Anderson prefers working with the puppets because he can actually touch them. 
research materials and leave immediately. What are you, nuts? I'm not going to leave you behind. <laughs> yes. I have been informed that Anubis will be conducting my interrogation. All the more reason to get you out. I will resist their attempts to probe my mind. I will die before I give them any information. But the very survival of the Asgard depends on Heimdall's discoveries. Yes, Thor doesn't like probing. He's the one that normally probes. Yes. Well, that's the reason they're three feet tall, so they can accurately see the uh, results of the probe. <laughs> the flagrant ass shot of Ordier for our female listeners. <laughs> yeah, stay there. Don't go anywhere. can see you. That's what you were thinking. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. <laughs> How's he doing? Oh, he's fine for now, except for the fact that he wants us to leave him behind. For what reason? I wouldn't mind knowing that myself. Exposition, Theok. Let's say they praise the Steadicam operator. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel Massey, you had to actually pan around a lot of these uh, locations and scenes with nothing to focus on. Mm-hmm. Can't you have it multiple focus? I don't know. I imagine they can put the CGI wherever it required, as long as the background's in focus or the. No tennis ball? No tennis ball, no. Oh, just a uh, tennis terrain. Hmm. Feel free to enlighten us. As a race, the Asgard reproduce exclusively through a process of enhanced cellular mitosis. Are you serious? You have no other means of propagation? No. Explain so much. Carter? They're clones, sir. All of them. Ah. Well, that answers a few questions. In fact, for nearly a thousand years, we have been physically incapable of achieving cell division through meiosis. Hmm? Sexual reproduction, sir. Ah. A thousand years? It is not something we usually discuss with other races. This I understand. Yes, Heimdall knew exactly what Jack meant by that. As each Asgard's body fails, his consciousness is transferred into a newer, younger version of himself. Unfortunately, the lack of genetic diversity has become a problem. It's like making a copy of a copy of a copy. Eventually, there's deterioration. We created a process of controlled mutation which has helped us to avoid complete genetic breakdown. But we are at the limits of our technical capabilities. The truth is, the Asgard are a dying race. Question, of course, begs, was Heimdall originally female or male? Yes. Using Terrell as a voice, you, mm. you assume that Heimdall's female and maybe Thor as Michael Shanks is male. Mm. At this point, obviously, it doesn't really matter to the Asgard as a race. No, I wouldn't imagine not. They're not like dwarves, are they? <laughs> We tactfully have to figure out what sex your <laughs> interested oh, body yes. is. Gender. Yeah. Then send a squadron of gliders. At low altitude, their senses will be more effective. The atmosphere is too thick. It would be extremely dangerous for pilots. And how dangerous will it be when Lord Anubis arrives and you have nothing to offer but excuses? I will dispatch the squadron myself. Very wise. Yeah, you don't want to make her unhappy. You got the feeling that she's a, a stern mistress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if that's a bad thing. In moderation. <laughs> uh. And the Jaffa, played by Parker J. 
Mm-hmm. So known as PJ Johal. Obviously changed his name from more native to westernised. Bears the Anubis emblem on his forehead. Mm-hmm. It's a jackal. The shield generator room is located here. You can use explosives to disable the system, and I will transport everyone out, including Thor. Once the rings have been activated, the Goa'uld will be aware of our presence. Okay, one of us stays here and uses the Asgard scanner to direct the others away from any guards or patrols. First, I must complete my preparations for departure. Okay, Carter, you stay here. Teal'c and I will go up. I must remind you, O'Neill, that time is of the essence. This laboratory will not remain undetected indefinitely. Right. I found no broken camera to fiddle with. <laughs> I was just trying to get the battery to come out. Don't, I'm happy now. I fidget with things. Jack does. You're in good company. Yes. What's he still doing? He's ruining every plan Sam comes up with at the moment. <laughs> hmm. They're really on the ball. They'll be aware of the present even more so. They should have tracked the shuttle. Mm-hmm. I know it makes the story work by letting them sneak in. Mm. But you'd think uh, with advanced shields and weapons and sensors would have been improved as well. Yes. Hello. And here's Anubis. Ship. You'd think you'd have a, a bigger mothership, wouldn't you? I mean, Apophis had a really big ship. Yeah, but well, perhaps Anubis is. Uh, uh, perhaps Anubis doesn't have adequacy issues. Sir, we found a ring room that's clear. Stand by. Roger that. That was nicely palmed there by Sam. She had the stoning around all the time. Hmm. I wonder how many times it fell off her jacket, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know she's sort of standing very still. Yeah. <laughs> Did walk very leisurely towards the centre of the rings there. Well, it timed it right. Press button, walk two seconds, up we go. A computer graphic, just in case you can't figure out what the hell's going on. If you can't figure that much out, then why are you bothering to watch the show? Well, strangely enough, when they did the initial graphics for that, mm. the guy that actually did it misunderstood what he was representing, so they had to do it again. <laughs> and this is another advantage of having this huge display. It gives the layout of the ship, but actually hides the fact that they're walking around the same corridors all the time. <laughs> Because, you know, the girls are not known for their originality of design. I wonder if Osiris actually got, you know, the bridge's lighting to complement her complexion. Quite possibly. Sure, a female ghoul there. Although, it's not a female ghoul in the strictest sense, is it? No, it's interesting being a ghoul. you got to look at Osiris and think she's only serving Anubis because it suits her own purposes. She'd stab him in the back as quickly as she could, <laughs> given half an opportunity. I want my Stargate video game. I think I told you when Doom was extremely popular, someone went and replicated the entire pyramid layout. Yeah, he did. From the original movie. That's still impressive. Two steps forward, take the left, next right, left again. (laughs) Step, step, turn, step, step, turn, step, step, kill. (laughs) That's a reference very few people are going to get. That's from a Discworld book, isn't it? Oh, yes. I can't remember which one. Tell you after. (laughs) This is like Pac-Man as well, isn't it? Okay, immediately after you say that, put in the... noise. <laughs> Which way? Should we double back west? No, sir, there's a corridor up ahead on your left. You should be able to duck in there. Demonstrates how big these ships are, really, and you never really get to see them. Well, no, because it'd be too expensive to bloody build. Yes. Oh, new Star Guards. Not the usual Jafar type, though, are they? And, of course, the cloaked one. Yes. As they joked in the commentary, the Emperor. <laughs> oh, it's a clear reference. Oh, yeah, no hiding it. Well, obviously, apart from him himself. Now, let's face it, in episodes to come, they're even more blatant about it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't cheap out on the season finales, do they? No, they don't. 
They're probably fortunate that they don't have ladders and or lifts in these ships. So how do you go from level to level? I don't know, but they're, they're not shown on the uh, schematic. It had multiple layers with the guards coming up or down as well. You're almost there. Sir, we've got a problem. There are several Chapa patrols bearing down on your position. Where? What direction? They're coming at you from all directions, sir. Stand by. Well, maybe that's actually a lift. It could be, I suppose. There's no way out. Perhaps a diversionary tactic would be in order. <laughs> no questions asked. Carter? Yeah, we can hear voices. We're going crazy. Uh, that reminds me of a t-shirt my friend Annika was wearing. I've been listening to my little voices and they don't like you. <laughs> hey guys! Oh, bloodbath. <laughs> no messing. <laughs> Bye, Sam. Sam looks kind of cute. Adorable, you know? Want to give her a hot chocolate? Nice. Uh, Heimel says the way ahead is clear. Now, if this was something like Scrubs, that would have been Elliot, and she'd been in a, a Lycra jumpsuit or something, or a Leotard. They'd never <laughs> missed the opportunity. Oh, like Jack didn't miss the opportunity to do that. And the, the wave the hand around. He doesn't want to have the hand. He actually wants to touch there. Yeah, that's an extra 10000 Oh, no, $20,000 to do. And the question was posed, did they actually film a scene where they walked around the hologram? No, they didn't. Oh. I am Anubis. As I have told your lieutenant, I will reveal nothing to you. This device will be implanted into your brain. Oh, that's Anubis. Ooh. It will form a link between your mind and the ship's computer. The uh, Deadly Warnock, as it's called. Your knowledge will simply be downloaded into our memory banks. It's a bloody chestnut. <laughs> the horse chestnut. Yeah, conquer. And you will no doubt fail. The Goa will possess no such technology. That's an appropriate name, since that's what he's going to use it for. Conquering. <laughs> I'd really worry, Fork. You don't know where he's going to shove it. Who is it? Come turn around. Yes? I think you will find many things have changed since my return. Ooh. He's got a gate for a face. It is actually the gate element reused, tweaked a bit to give him his face. Of course, that opens up all new questions. If he isn't human or humanoid, what the hell is he? The intruders have breached our security perimeter. How? One of our patrols was ambushed. Seal the lower decks and divert coolant from the hyperdrive into the ventilation system. The gas is toxic. Only with prolonged exposure. Shall I evacuate the engine room? The intruders may be monitoring our communications. We cannot afford to give them a warning. But the engines will overheat, and the entire compartment will be flooded with radiation. Many Jaffa will die. And they will be greatly honored in the afterlife. Which one of us is going to get blamed for this? That's what that looks <laughs> said. One of us won't survive this. I'm hoping yeah. it's me. 
you notice again that Anubis's, all of Anubis's Jaffa are different mm. from what we've seen in the past, yeah. not, not so balked up, and he actually answers back. Mm-hmm. You know, Jack, seriously, what's putting your hand on it, can I tell you? Anubis is very different to what the system lords were used to, in the way he actually uh, surrounds himself with, well, maybe not followers, but uh, servants and armies. Uh, not a problem there they go yeah Osiris really doesn't mind losing a few uh, Jaffa does she (laughs) if it achieves the purpose he's after (laughs) Heimdall's not really concerned is he (laughs) are you sure they're not injured their signals remain strong they appear to have been taken to some kind of holding cell well we've got to get them out of there how? Face it, Sam, they are expendable as far as he or she is concerned. In the meantime, we must do all we can to keep the research materials in this laboratory from falling into gold hands. There we go. What exactly are we talking about here? Some DNA samples? Not exactly. Yes, it's my collection of Asgard pornography. Hmm. God's sake, Asgard pornography? Seriously? Well, it could be a living doll, you never know. <laughs> Don't forget my car. And honestly, stop pulling back at a certain level. Well, don't worry, he ain't got bits either. What is it? That is one of my ancestors. 30,000 years ago, a ship was launched from the Asgard homeworld, its crew placed in suspended animation. There was a failure in the navigational system and the ship was lost. Through the millennia, it drifted across the empty expanse between our galaxies until it arrived here. We discovered it six months ago. And this is one of its original crew? The only one that was perfectly preserved. He is from a time before our program of genetic manipulation became irreversible. So that's why he's so important. Hmm. I'm assuming that is a doll. I thought I saw it when the eyelids moved. Yes, I, I imagine it is a doll. We kept the laboratory in this galaxy to avoid the threat of the replicators. That's a huge failure on an Asgard ship, even one from a few thousand years ago. Navigation systems down, cryo down. Obviously, technology-wise, they got better as they got smaller. Hmm. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Add more time to think, because they weren't going out on a Saturday night. <laughs> I will require your assistance to adapt the stasis pod to the cargo ship's power supply. Oh, nice. That's it. Pick up with the knees, not the back. <laughs> I'm not ready to give up on Colonel O'Neill and Teal just yet. And yeah, I like it. A wireless control panel works wherever you take it. Is he on one of the ships? Because that looked like a ring receiver that he landed in on the uh, cargo shuttle, huh. cargo ship. I have a ring receiver on this even. Can't believe they took my watch. And that was a little in joke because Jack O'Neill often plays with his little watch, snapping the cover open and closed. They actually wrote it so he wasn't wearing it. Hmm. In which case, our chances of escape are negligible. Oh, I don't know. All we gotta do is bust out of here, take out every Jaffa between here and the Peltac, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. They were quite pleased. Yes. Because he actually said all the line that he was supposed to. Richard Dean Anderson has got a habit of deciding what line he <laughs> wants. He deemed worthy. <laughs> it's Richardy. Where are you? I am still in my cell. However, my mind has been linked with the ship's computer. And I am using the internal communication system to synthesize my voice. Now sit there and imagine you're hearing something and react. The Gua'uls are attempting to download the information stored in my prefrontal cortex. 
It is only a matter of time before they break through my mental defences. Why don't they just have it on playback? I imagine they do. Even if it's just the ADs that are saying it. I am aware of your situation. I believe I may be able to rewrite some minor subroutines in the security protocol. To what end? Please. Yeah, I can only do a few things, like... You open the door. <laughs> Comes in handy, that does, for a jailbreak. Sweet. I am growing weak. Further communication will be impossible. Hang tight, we'll get you out. That's why Jack never gives up. He's going to rescue Thor, no matter what. And conveniently empty. Of course. That's a big ship. <laughs> hmm. Oh, dear. You know, Catherine, I gotta say, that brooch really doesn't suit you. No. Handle's got the cargo ship prepped and ready to go. You can remote access his transportation device and beam us straight there, but we still need you to get those shields offline. Yeah, well, they took our C4, so we won't be blowing any stuff up. We'd have to find a control relay and pull the crystals. It'll only take them a few seconds to switch to backups, but that should be all we need. Right. Which way? I'm gonna have to step off the holopad and check the ship's schematics. Try to stay out of sight. I'll be back as soon as I can. Just to remind you of the fact that she's a hologram in case some... Yes. They saved a bit of cash by not going any great... They actually had some there, so mm. the, that's why the clarity is so good. <laughs> and just to remind you, it is a hologram they threw in, the very cheap effect. Occasional rainbow sight. Yes. Yeah, you're trying to defeat macrovision, that's going to confuse you. <laughs> reinforcements? What sort of Jaffa are you? You don't request reinforcements. Hmm. There's so much, so much opportunity for heaving in that outfit, yet so little stuff to heave. <laughs> she looks fantastic. Yeah, costuming is brilliant. I want to press the red ruby in the middle and see if anything happens. <laughs> You'll probably get lapped. <laughs> it was it. <laughs> yeah, probably is. Major <laughs> Carter, what's your situation? Colonel O'Neill and Teal are out of their cell. We're working on another way to get the shields offline. What was that? That didn't look good. That's a, that's a giant stomping on the ground. It is, isn't it? Fee five, foe thumb. <laughs> what are they supposed to do? They have no weapons. Come on, Carter. Got it, sir. Go straight down this corridor and up two levels. I'll meet you there. Okay. Well, just nothing, basically. I suppose when they get to the, the shield generator room, they can just kick the crystals to death. Hmm. <laughs> I can't <laughs> say, Jack. Just a, a daisy. You know the corridor's there. Peekaboo. <laughs> I mean, seriously. At least you didn't delegate. Tilt, look around the corner and see if anybody's there. Yeah, you can survive getting your head shot off. And the hope, obviously, by... You go straight down the corridor and up two levels. Up two levels, damn it. Okay. Next time I'm a hologram. This is the limitation of being a hologram, of course. Because mm. she can't move. It'd be so much easier if she could actually uh, track them in real time. Yeah. Now it's fortunate you see that mm. a key control panel open to uh, the corridor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, not here, Jack. In her room. Carter. I heard something. Oh, uh, she was right. <laughs> That was her being zatted. Oh, cute, you ominous music. Cute lots and lots of Jafar. Oh, and Osiris herself. That's a nice little wiggle she's got. Mm -hmm. 
Shame there isn't much to wiggle. Are we being hard on there or not? <laughs> you think we're being a bit harsh? As soon as I said that, I'm thinking I shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> this is where Dan Che earns his extra money as stunt coordinator. Oof, ouch. Oh, they're in a rush. And standing for Jack. Making sure they're not getting back up? Yeah, yes. Oh, mercy show. Major Carter. Osiris. We have Colonel O'Neill in the shoulder. So that just leaves. Dr. Jackson. Where is he? Pitiful outfit, Sam. Yes. Obviously, we don't shop at the same store. <laughs> and we hadn't seen this for so long. It's a great effect. Always has been. Mm-hmm. Well, we just shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stand back, Tilk. Here's a thought. That was deliberately shot in slow-mo. Yes, it was. Shields are down. Controls are offline. Repair them. Yeah, I do what he says and all. Yeah. <laughs> really enjoying that, isn't you? <laughs> I am evil. I am evil as Iris. Where is Dr. Jackson? He's dead. You're lying. Got it. Now, you wonder how much of the host is still there. Mm. Oh, there she goes. Mm. And there they go. Mm. See? Mm. Hey. And Thor. They've got everybody. Thor, buddy. Get us out of here. Well done, O'Neill. Thanks. <laughs> I'm Jules impressed. Thor, buddy. O'Neill. You cannot take me with you. Why not? The link between myself and the Goa'uld ship has not been severed. They will be able to track our position. You must leave me behind. <laughs> He's kind of curious. You look old, man. You look old. You've changed. This is a fantastic shot. You've got CGI, puppetry, and real life action all in one scene. It's nicely mixed. <laughs> I'm just looking around him. <laughs> That's very veterinary-like, isn't it? Didn't even have to say what he wants. The bloke just knew. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not good. Now, this is a gold system lord who knows his business. Yes. Anubis is played by David Palfi, who played Sokar. I see. Always useful when you get killed off, so you can come back. Good ideas. Hulk <laughs> is down. We have lost our shields. And the talk is probably in effect. We cannot sustain another hit. Sir, we're receiving a transmission. Your ship is defenseless. You cannot escape. Surrender now. Are these good ideas? Any ideas? We cannot miscapture. We must destroy this ship ourselves. Any good ideas? Now that's what you want to see in it. That's a big shiny ship. Aren't you happy? Well, it's pretty Yes. Cheap. <laughs> Especially when you can pop behind it. We've got company. Three Asgard ships. Sir, I'm picking up a transmission to the Goa'uld ship. This is Freyr of the Asgard. The vessels you face are far superior to the one you attacked. Mm. Oh, Freyr, welcome. Yeah, we bought the new ships out. Challenge us at your own peril. Not the O'Neill, because that's O'Neill class, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
I knew you'd be really happy about that. You know, <laughs> I have an entire class of ships. Yes. Mothership's retreating. Only one person has survived conflict with these ships, and he's behind me. So, yeah, I knew that's what you were thinking. You think that? I've seen this before somewhere. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> A CGI Asgard does. What the hell was that? Was that Daniel's coffin? One rusty metal thing on the back of the great truck. <laughs> Their examination of the android must have yielded some positive results, because it looks like the Asgard have finally gained the upper hand against the replicators. Oh, that's fortunate. Again, convenient as well. Incredibly good timing. ...from his brain, but it may have been too late. Apparently he's lapsed into a coma. If they knew more about how the device works, they might be able to help him, when they're studying it now towards that end. Somehow I think they'll be able to figure it out. Hmm. It is apparent that Anubis has gained access to technology previously unknown to the Goa'uld. Which would explain his rapid rise to power. Yes, yes you think? <laughs> All right, you're dismissed. The surprising thing is that Hugh has been able, who, you has been able to hold him off for so long, using conventional Goa'uld weaponry. Lots of conventional Goa'uld weaponry. Probably right, yeah. We've seen that shot, but maybe not the writing. Normally it's a bit darker. Because we've commented on the fruit machine next to the gate room door, haven't we? Yeah. Hey. Hey. Heading home? Actually, Teal'c and I were thinking of stopping off for a bite to eat. Interested? Sounds good. General? You three go ahead. I've still got some work to do. Yokin, truly. Yes, when he wears a hat, he's going off base. <laughs> what was that? Yes. Make of that what you will. Perhaps a malfunction in the ventilation system. Yeah. That's probably it. Bye, sir. Have a good night. And there's Martin Wood in the background. On screen for a quarter of a second with Dan Shea. No big spanner, though. We haven't seen that for a few episodes. Yes, a faulty air conditioning unit. Nothing metaphysical. He knows this, Daniel. That's a grin. Grin and a half, that is. Hey, Daniel, you're <laughs> alive-ish. You're beyond alive. You've evolved to a form of pure, glowy energy. And that was Revelations, the season five finale. Mm -hmm. The show returns season six on a different channel. Leaves Showtime and goes to the Sci-Fi channel. That means something got shorter? Probably did, yes. <laughs> it's still a 44-10. As we've said before, came as a bit of a surprise because they were killing off Gould System Lords in preparation for the movie that was going to follow season five. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, my God, we're going to do a season six. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. It was like, that, that, that. Oh, we had to plan that along. That was the idea. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. Yeah, they'll believe us. <laughs> it's amazing what they can get away with before DVD extras and the internet came along. No, the internet was around in 2002, for God's sake. Not to the extent these days. Well, no, because it's not as all pervasive. You don't have... No. Now you get personal blogs of show creators, writers, yeah. directors, all sorts. And friend face. Yes. <laughs> At a time even before MySpace. Isn't MySpace pretty much... Well, bands aside, isn't MySpace pretty much dead? Facebook have killed it. In regards to Revelations, though, it's, it's unusual to have a finale that didn't have a huge cliffhanger. Yes. There were little bits and bobs, but that's pretty much... That's the end of this, if you like, chapter of the story. Mm -hmm. Something new is going to happen in Season 6. Obviously, with the change to a new channel, there'll be some editorial change. It always is if uh, you get new people paying for it. It seems like a bookend to the series, that did. Of course, we've got Anubis with access to all Thor's memories... Although Thor himself is in a coma. So that's going to be interesting. So he's going to, he's going to take another leap in technology. He's already pretty uh, kick-ass. Mm -hmm. 
That's going to be interesting. He's already tried and failed once to destroy the Earth, so I'm sure he's going to try again. Just say the word. Open the iris. Right, on episode 108, Meridian, we have on the 5th of November, Adriana said, Girl, I can no longer listen to you guys on my way to work thanks to the infuriating thief who took my iPod. And I replied, I don't know if it came across a bit too flippant. I didn't mean to be, but I've had my car broke into, you know, I got over it in... <laughs> Not to be too mercenary, but who knows? If he, she liked your playlist, we could have a new fan. Too soon. Miles McLaughlin said, Adriana, sorry to hear someone stole your uppercase iPod. I understand how you feel. I had my iPod. Stolen that work a few years ago. Best thing you can do is replace it when you can and guard it more. You just can't be too careful. <laughs> Tim Van Holder keeps tagging photos of me. Oh, dear. The first photo <laughs> we tagged of me, I was, I was at a lyrics board uh, thing and I was checking Twitter. In fact, a remarkable number of photos of me checking Twitter on my phone. <laughs> Luke posted, it's never nice when you get your iPod MP3 player stolen. There's a theme here, isn't it? Yes. A lot of people get iPods and MP3 players stolen. Never happened to me. He said, tempting face. Miles said, I like that SG-1 visited so many different kind of worlds. It had an opportunity to revisit our past somewhat and see where a lesser advanced culture interact with our contemporary one. The fact this world was probably a technological level of our 1940s was interesting. Even though technologically these people were less advanced, they weren't less intellectual. Too advanced, they could hold their own. <laughs> Snigger. <laughs> yes, the ability of Jonas to integrate demonstrated their intellect and adaptability were every bit as good as our own, just as we could match the Tolan despite being 800 years behind technology wise. Adriana said, Well, I pushed the Stolen too, so I rather doubt they're terribly interested in what's on the iPod. Lol. And yes, Miles will be replaced ASAP, but with other replacements having to make along those lines, it could be a while for any face. You do, Thomas. Yes, Adriana, will be missed. Smiley face. As for actual feedback for you guys, you tell me comments about things being left in and taken out, quote, bloopers, unquote. You need to do a blooper reel sometime like you did with our episode of Wormhole Extreme or even a mid-series blooper podcast just listening out the bloopers and from which episodes. Like Mike, that's that kind of time. <laughs> you know, Thomas just wants to make more work for me, I'm sure of it. <laughs> I replied, Wormhole had plenty of stuff that was interesting thanks to you and Adriana. Alas, most of the bloopers are taken out for a good reason. If only to avoid us being sued. By the way, I did pimp the crap out of the podcast while I was at the con. Did you? Oh, oh absolutely. 180 science fiction fans in one hotel. <laughs> Listen to my podcast. Do you like Stargate SG1? Yes. Swear to God, I should have had cards printed. I could just hand them out. <laughs> you know what you should do? You should do a Discworld podcast. Oh, gods, no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you trying to get Kevin Batchel level? I'm going to be kicking off the WhoCast in February or March. At some point <laughs> next year, we're going to do a Dollhouse podcast as well. <laughs> How many podcasts do you want me to fucking edit? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I'm going to have to show Adriana how to edit this one when we, do, uh, when we do the Who one. Right then, on the Facebook page, I posted a belated happy birthday to Corin Niemek for yesterday, uh, which was, I believe, the 5th of November his birthday was. Maybe only a season and a few spots on SG1, but Jonas was played well. In a more timely fashion, a big happy birthday to Peter DeLuise. All round awesome and can do anything guy on the franchise. It really didn't matter if it's writing, producing or directing. The guy helped shape the show that we came to know and love. Miles, Nemec's time in the show was brief, but I agree with what Christopher George said at the shortly convention. He said something like this. Having guys like Nemec and Browder come in and help the show. Well, the change was good as it shook, and it shook things up. Have to keep it from going stale. As an actor, he appreciated it. And even though he thought it helped to give the show the longevity it enjoyed. Bloody hell, I can't talk. <laughs> Yeah, we've got a bit of audio feedback for the show. Daniel sent us a bit of audio feedback, recorded on his, I think, his Android phone. And I'll play that now. I absolutely love Meridian, and 
love to comment on it. And uh, I don't remember half the funny things you guys said, but uh, even though I just finished listening to it, but uh, I wanted to tell Alan that yes, I did notice the uh, "Are you my mummy?" Uh, joke. But uh, great comments, great uh, commentary, and. Uh, I want to make a t-shirt that has a broken up keyboard uh, on the front of it that says uh, 3, 2, 1, clicky, because Alan, they may have said to say it in Irish, but you always have to say clicky afterwards, because that's iconic. All right, later, guys. Ah, oh, bless. <laughs> ow! Ow, 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 Your knee? Yes. <laughs> Bloody desk attacked me. <laughs> It lunged at you, did it? Oh, yes. Despite the fact that it's got <laughs> 11 pewter disco figures, several aircraft figures, and a beastie. And a um, Optimus Prime, which I got from the box of sci-fi. <laughs> we got a few little tweets during the last few weeks. I don't think I've mentioned them before, but if we have, no real worries. A tweet from BadWolf19, Michael Wallace. Damn those repl- replicators, worse than rats. Hmm. Daniel, from the same episode. Reese is an amazing character. Aim into that. BadWolf19 again. One of my favourite episodes. Didn't know Dan was leaving. Totally shocked at the end, where there was no happy ending. Yeah, there was. He became a bright, glowy thing. I suppose it's his happy ending with Daniel surviving and season six kicking off with him on the team. (laughs) Daniel is not dead. He's simply (laughs) changed. Also comments on the SGU season three scripts that have been distributed by Brian Jacob Smith, Lieutenant Scott, wasn't it? And finally, a few hours ago, Bad Wolf 19 also posted, admitting to, he shed a few man tears when Daniel passed. Ah, uh, <laughs> Daniel did reply and said, yep, droid. Ah, right, yep. Right, that's Twitter, Facebook. We ain't got any Google Plus feedback, although we do have a Google Plus page now. <laughs> Not exactly sure what we're going to do with it. Search for the Gatecast on Google Plus, you'll find the page. Come try ya! Hi folks, and thanks for listening, downloading, etc, etc, etc. If you need to email us, the email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. If you need to find the podcast, somebody gave it to you, you got it through an online subscription, we're on iTunes as Gatecast. We're also listed on Podcast Alley and Podcast Pickle. If you want to leave feedback, you can record an MP3 and email it to gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also leave us feedback on the website, that's gatecast.phasecast.com. There is the Facebook group, which is The Gatecast. And finally, you can also tweet us, we're The Gatecast on Twitter as well. Thank you very much for listening, and hope to hear from you next week. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and look forward to the season wrap-up next week. I've been Alan. And I've been Mike. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike and Scott. Visit us at gatecast.facecast.com.